0: so probably the most important thing for us to do is Mm. to actually formally introduce ourselves so i'm sat with aaron hello aj aj charlton photography there we go represent and also anthony hyatt who is lifelike photography is it hyatt yeah, it is, I yeah, actually pronounce something correctly
1: I know do you know it's one of the re- so all joking aside it's one of the reasons why I went for like a bullshit pseudonym because for all my 37 years I've had people say it wrong spell it wrong so I just thought I take that out job done well the joke's
0: on me really because I took Tovik Febber out of my name to make it easier for people And then people just call me Carl, (laughs) just to make things a bit simpler. Um, At some point, we may hear some squeaking because I've just seen Chica running around with her little lion. Um, Okay, so I think firstly, let's just draw our lines in the sand here. Yeah. So you guys are Nikon. Yeah. Yes. So I'm in enemy territory, really. Yes, you
1: are. So you're a, Anthony, you're a D810? Yeah, but. I don't mind uh, having a conversation about it. I mean, it's <laughs> thank God you're here.
2: <laughs> if you weren't after for that, you're at the wrong show. Um, so that's where we shy down and the music yeah. starts playing. Yeah, yeah. I don't.
1: I... The only reason I got a Nikon um, was just because I knew the systems, and I had um, an eight-five mm portrait lens that was full frame. Um, it was genuinely a toss-up between an eight-ten and a five D Mark Three because I was going full frame, I'd need to upgrade all the glass anyway. It literally just boiled down to what felt... I don't have a preference, is my point. I use it because I'm familiar with it. And you're a... Uh, 750.
0: 750, best camera in the world. I always say this. People get really annoyed, especially especially other Canon shooters because they feel like I'm committing camera adultery. Really? I I think for for what it was, Mm. when it came out and how, how... how much longevity it's had. I, I think yeah. it was, and it's in the argument for best camera in the world.
2: Well, I, I got that over what you have Anthony over the, I got it over the 810 mm. for, for the spec and the reviews
0: yeah. and the price point. I just
2: thought it was more,
1: yeah. just suited me. Yeah.
0: And- I, I should probably just quickly clarify that you weren't just kissing at Aaron. No. <laughs> so that was, that was <laughs> oh. at Chica who was in the room with us, who is yeah. a chihuahua. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Right. Um, so the, one of the things that comes up quite a lot with photographers and it's, I think there's like three weird um, things that every photographer seems to have to abide by or they're an outcast. One mm. of them is brand loyalty mm. to the point where if you use a third party lens on a Nikon or a Canon or whatever, there are people that get a bit
1: funny. Oh, yes, I never, never use third party. Yeah. And I, th- like I think that. it's a bit of a a braggy industry as well at best of times actually people love to say that they've got the best of something and theirs is the best and I think they unfortunately people like own, to snare their own purchase isn't yeah, it? yeah
2: absolutely it's especially Sony that's taken over Nikon and, and Canon's market I think quite a bit in the last few years a lot of people are a bit more precious about justifying being locked into one system
0: yeah, so yeah. I think it's a bit of that yeah and, and I think as well um, beyond brand loyalty there's the uh, like the system loyalty so like I probably fall into this category a little bit, although I'm—I have DSLRs, I have mirrorless, I have film. I'm not mm. particularly stuck to one thing, and my favorite camera is a DSLR. Yeah, I think just people confuse things that are new with being better. Anything yes. that's the new technology must be better than the old technology. Yeah. But there are people that still enjoy vinyl. There are people that mm. enjoy older cars. Yes. despite the faults that they may have compared to the newer ones. The newer ones maybe don't have the personality that the old ones mm. had and so yeah. on. I think what gets lost in in the mix is people's experience with a system or experience with mm. a camera where... So I almost switched to Sony completely. Yeah, I be saying, yeah. And it was like pretty much done, I was going to. And I got the uh, A7R three, mm. and spent about two months trying to shoot exclusively with her in transition and decided that I just liked working with DSLRs more. I just felt like I worked differently. Was that just her hands-on perspective? You enjoyed having the more
2: meatier body? Because the, there's, there's a difference in the size. I don't feel think better? it's
0: ergonomics. I think no? it's down to, this is a weird one, but... Is it the menu, the system menu in Sony, a it's a Sony? system menu is the most annoying thing in the face of the fucking earth, honestly. <laughs> it's just, you know, when they talk about like Japanese torture camps in World War II, they were designing Sony menus. That's what they were doing. Oh God. It's that bad. <laughs> it seems pretty severe. <laughs> you have to go to like five of seven in the middle of the menu to find format. And just the stupid stuff is so oh, yeah. un- like counterintuitive. But... The main problem I had was that it just made everything too easy.
1: Mm. And I'd stopped trying. I was gonna actually ask, did you find that mirrorless has made you a better photographer? Because I think that mm. with every new iteration of technology, yeah. people rush for the newest, either as it's a shiny new gadget or they think it will make make them better at something.
0: I would argue, and I'm very interested to hear how you guys feel about this, but the easier that something is to use, the worse the end product. Right. Because I think when something takes, like when you think about the, the, the complications of film and mm. the, the restrictions on how many frames and yeah. so on, you have to care a lot there's more. more. There's Absolutely, more consideration
2: yeah. to each process and to each right. thing you're, you're And taking. when you've got yeah.
0: a camera that literally will show you the picture before you take the picture, I think people are just kind of satisfied. It's, it's and one of, and yeah. when you look at the standard of photos, I mean, it's a two-way argument because on the other axis, you've got the fact that more people than ever are photographers. So yes, the, it's going to become diluted. Mm. It's,
1: it's actually one of the reasons why I've done a couple of projects on film this summer is actually to slow me down because I was probably very guilty of that that says I'm going to let the model or the subject do what they do I'm going to snap and one of them will be okay and actually if I want to develop as a photographer that's really not going to get me where yeah. I want to be actually mm-hmm. so you know, by having that that moment of pause to think I've got 15 shots on this roll of film yeah. I need to really make sure that my direction is clear it's really effective but also the composition is right because once I press the shutter, I'm not going to know until I get that roll yeah. back, and I, I think to your point, it's definitely, well, we'll see. I, I'll get those rolls back, and they probably <laughs> look terrible. <laughs> <laughs> um, but certainly, um, I, I do agree that just because something is easy doesn't necessarily mean it makes you better. Absolutely. I think that
0: the the majority of bad drivers are in automatic cars.
1: Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah.
0: That's what I would personally say. It. Yeah. yeah.
2: Well, I think one of the things that's guided me is when you're doing a portrait, is it considered? Have you just considered anything? Yeah. Cause there's too many people that are just snap, snap, snap and hope whilst the model just goes through their, their flurry yeah. uh, or their patter without actually considering what you're actually doing. I mean, it's fine if that's what you're doing to get a certain thing, but have you considered that? Have you considered the foreground? And I think mm. slowing things down makes you better photographer.
0: I, I think, I think as well, I mean, I've, taught for f- about four and a half five years i think maybe a bit longer and the vast majority of photographers don't know what they want to get yeah what
2: do you want to achieve by the end of it what, yeah what you're yeah. looking to get so have you, so have things working out, out
0: are happenstance to the fact that the camera can just about keep up with their ignorance yeah and the person they're working with is more talented than them that's probably a really yeah. cruel way of saying it. That's true But the though. fact that people that come into, like, I don't think you could go into almost any other, you couldn't start painting and, unless you had an automatic paintbrush and not know what you were trying to you'd, paint. You
2: might not have a, I don't know, a, a concrete image in mind, but you'd have certainly a concept or an idea of what you're aiming towards, I think, at least. Maybe some people do. I've, I've done a few shoots where I go, well, this is roughly what I want to achieve by the end of it but it's quite loose. And I think Ryan. on the day, I'm going to get a, more of a concrete feel and going, actually, yeah, this is how I want to do it. But I think some people have just rocked up on the day and gone, eh, let's see what we get. Oh. Whereas some people, especially, is it English Photo Works? Yeah. Who you, uh, it was a great book. Yeah. I love that one. And he he said he's quite, meticulous over where everything is and he's clearly got a vision in mind yeah. from the get go
0: he's so considered with yes. every approach yeah, that, yeah. to everything like yeah we had a conversation it shows, it shows in his work but before we even me. started the podcast the conversation we were having i was asking just like how was the journey and you could see he considers yeah. the, the the um the way he's going to reply it's 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 refreshing because i don't mm. think many people go into because i guess photography usually you go through the hobby door
2: Yes. Stuff. Yeah. If no
0: one buys the cameras, like, right, I'm going to be a professional photographer. Mm. I don't know what I'm doing yet, but that's that's what I'm going to be. Yeah. I think, especially because the education, like the actual, like, I don't want to put myself down here, but the legitimate side of the education, like the universities and stuff, mm. kills so many people's interest. The amount of people I talk to is like, oh, I studied at a university and then never do anything well, with I, it. I, well, you know, I did it at A level
2: one yeah. for two years and I hated it.
0: Yeah. Um, really?
2: Oh yeah, massively. I, I learned more in a summer working at a local studio six weeks without taking a photograph of two old school photographers yeah. that have been in the industry for 30 years, did film and moved into digital and just asked questions and got a bit hands on, wow. but didn't actually take a photograph. Yeah. Just from asking questions with real photographers, the two art teachers for two years it was just it was just useless. So that put me off university to go to photography. I don't, well, I'd rather just learn from yeah. real photographers. Do you Good. think that
1: was the syllabus of the course? Do you think it could have been done yeah, differently or better? Or that. do you think it was the nature of it being a full-time in your face?
2: I think primarily it's the fact it was two art teachers that didn't have a clue about photography. Right. And were just reading from PowerPoints and something that somebody else had set, saying you need to teach X, Y, Z and not really know much about it. Just, like you ask them a question, they refer to the PowerPoint. So clearly they're not yeah. experienced in what they do. Um, so I think from the education side of things, you're right, For What Chris. year are
0: we talking here? What, what, roughly what time period is this? Uh, it would
2: have been 2009
0: and 10. Yeah, so it's still quite age. advanced. Yeah, but that's still quite advanced. It's not that long ago. No. All things considered. It's not like they were still like out <laughs> in a wagon in Utah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just like trying not to die of exposure. While they- <laughs> Here we got a camera. <laughs> yeah, no. It's, um, I, I think that like it's really sad because I think it's the most exploitable part of photography. Because one of the things I wanted to talk to you guys about, because I think I have a really negative approach to this, but um, I think, like, the University of YouTube, Mm -hmm. you have to be really good at bullshit detection to get the most out of YouTube. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because there's a lot of people... I could just start reeling names, but there's a lot of people that if you take away the technology that is their crutch and you, yes. and you have to talk to them about photography. They don't have anything to say other than they could read buy this box. product. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Buy this product because I'm paid to tell you to buy this so, product and, and my retoucher makes me look good.
1: Yes. So I don't actually watch any channels of people that claim to be doing photography tutorials in a sense. Right. Um, largely because there are too many people that are trying to sell you products through the back door. Yeah. Or, Actually, and this is not to be misunderstood as well, a lot of them aren't actually teaching you anything. They just want to show you that they can do what they're trying to demonstrate to you. There's not really any element of teaching tutorial or anything to it. I I think the two channels that I've found, are we all right to name drop? Go for it. It's on you, but you go for it. I'm going to, so... Right, fair enough. There's only two channels, really, that are related to photography that I actually find useful. Are Um, you going to name
0: drop positive stuff? Yeah. You had to ask to name drop positive stuff. I'm going to name drop negative stuff. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. God, you're so innocent, Anthony. <laughs> oh, Christ.
1: But no, I'm, I'm only young-ish, sort of. I'm literally uh, the youngest person in the room, I think, but... Yeah.
2: I'm younger than you.
0: How old are you? I'm 27. You don't look at it, me. It's been an odd weekend, is not it? It's not the years, it's the miles. <laughs> yeah. That's a good point.
2: <laughs> Sorry, go on. No,
1: no. So the only two that I found helpful are actually the ones that have helped me with editing, actually. So one is uh, Pix Imperfect. I'm oh, most- he's I'm amazing. Brilliant.
0: Weird eyebrows. Weird eyebrows, but superb. Talented guy. guy? Yeah, Yeah, yeah. He's
1: absolutely wonderful. Yeah. And uh, the other one is Aaron Nace at Fleurne. Yeah. They're the only two. Fleurne's really good. Yeah. Yeah. They're the only two things I actually watch. Um, I'll occasionally watch Glenn Dewis' stuff. Yeah. um, The trouble with him
0: is that he's contaminated by the fact that he was um, associated with Scott Kelby for so long. Right. Um, it's probably a bit, maybe before your time. Maybe I'm just, Possibly, I'm yeah. just remembering something that a lot of people have <laughs> forgotten. But I, I think that everything that's wrong with YouTube photography now, yeah, like the the backhanded and product placement, the fact that a lot of people don't know what they're doing, yeah. but they'll, they'll, there's a lot of joke theory in the way that YouTube videos are made.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Joke theory, essentially, you tell two stories yeah so you tell a good joke, you have to tell two stories. You start off with the one story and then you have to subvert it with the second story, and that's how you tell most jokes. yeah there's obviously like meta jokes and whatever, but that's the the, the general gist of of um, how it works. And if I give like a really clear example of how this works in YouTube, if you've watched Pete McKinnon, a 15 minute long video will have seven minutes of him making coffee. Mm-hmm. and I I promise you if you go home and watch Pete McKinnon you'll realise I'm not making that up at least 7 minutes of a 50 See the
2: outdoorsy one? am I getting for somebody else?
0: Uh, he's the guy most of his stuff is on video but he's just 120p 120 frames per second, slow mo, everything slow mo. So slow mo of him making a coffee with like, like Dobsteppy 2010s. There's another another
2: guy I've I've seen a bit of. He's Peter something, and he will do the same thing.
0: Where it's just it's to be honest with you, like even if you think of someone like Tom Heaton, yeah. How much, if you sit there with your, and I'm not saying I've done this, but I'm sure it's a very interesting social experiment. If you sat there with the stopwatch on your phone or on an actual stopwatch, and every time he's doing a bit of his mm. video where he's put a camera on a tripod and then walked past it so that it looks like he's walking up the hill. But he had, if, you, if you've got any critical thinking at all, which I'm aware most people don't have anymore, but you can go, okay, so he put a camera on a tripod, set it to film and then walked past it, then went back, took it off the tripod, put it back in his bag, walked halfway up the hill, put it down on the tripod and then filmed himself up past it again. So, okay, it makes for some interesting B roll if you are completely brain dead. <laughs> yeah. Like but, Jamila sits there. So, Jamila's, Jamila's, Jamila's not a YouTube fan yeah. by any stretch. She she doesn't like YouTube photography but stuff. But she sits there and she's like, this is dumb. I can yeah. tell it's, that this is all fluff. All,
2: all, all, yeah, it's, as I was saying, it's the, it's the fluff and to cushion around.
0: There's a lack of good narrative and content. It's, it's to pad it out. Yeah, but the, I think the main problem is, is the fact that. If it wasn't monetized, or if if there was some way, I don't know how you would do this, but if there was some way that you could have to legitimize what you're doing to be able to monetize, mm. like you had to go for some kind of curriculum check if you're a, you a, um, a learning channel. Right. And you had to prove that you actually had something to say, most videos would disappear. Yeah. yeah, they would. Because it's not about having something to say, it's about having something to sell, or we've just got to get past the monetization line. Yeah. We've got to get past like six minutes or eight minutes or whatever it is to get to the point where people will go, we'll okay, we'll give him advertising then. money for that. Yeah. I, I've, there's, there's, there's some like egregiously shit channels. Mm. Like that. The, they make me angry. <laughs> there's the Snapchick, which is like years ago. She's probably still going. Do you know who that is?
2: No, but I'm just like, I just love watching you go on your rant. Oh, mate, honestly. <laughs> please, so please, this, con- please continue, sir. So the, the Snapchick
0: is a, and by the way, just before I get started on this, I'm a three out of 10. And two out of those three in terms of attractiveness is just down to the fact that I have a bit of money. I'm joking. <laughs> but she's like a moderately attractive woman who does... Um, I can't... I don't know how to communicate that I'm doing it like speech marks with my hands, but she does like educational videos on photography, but it's all like pushing arms together and showing yeah. herself in her underwear or whatever just to kind of... Keep people interested. It's like you know like really shit horror films. Yeah. They have to have the girl in it that's got the plastic boobs.
1: it's literally like um for no other reason than just to hold people's eye gaze, really, I guess. Yes. That's it. To yeah. monetize
0: complete bollocks.
1: Yeah. Well,
2: you, I've seen some Instagrammers will have a picture of their them in their bra and go, now that I have your attention and actually have like a, a yeah. status update that they actually want people to read. Yeah. And it's quite it says something about society. You have to show some sort of um New- sex se- se- yeah, yeah, sex out Some sort of nudie image to get the attention and then get the real message across. Yeah. Maybe I'm an old
1: fart, <laughs> but... Why not just put your phone down, go to a bar and meet someone? Like... Because it can't be... Um,
0: <sighs> it's because it's, it's not... It's, it used to be like sexuality was about uh, a call to adventure. Right. So that's why people who've been in a long marriage would then look elsewhere... You have all of those problems. Obviously, why it's such a common issue, Um, and why people go out to places where they have to compete with each other Mm -hmm. for the opposite sex or or a sexual partner of whatever gender or whatever. It's about it being an adventure. It's like the journey as much as as the uh, (laughs) ending. Um, (laughs) Whereas now you can renumerate, or you can you can count your sexuality or you can count your attention because you can say oh well i've got 3157 likes so i'm I, I i'm i'm hot to the score
1: of 3157 but yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I just find it bizarre that people appear to spend too much they spend it's not that they spend too much of their life in social media i think that's a given they spend their life in social media i mean it you know, two, sure. year, two years ago, I wrote a blog post um, for my website,
0: and mm. it was—I've oh, got to try and remember the title of it. Um, Something—it was something along the lines of like to seem rather than to be. Yeah, yeah. and essentially, it was just me saying that the—I'd hit like a shock factor of the amount of people that had spent that the vast portions of the last few years of, not the last few years of life, but the, mm. the previous few years of their life just trying to appear as if they're doing something when it would have probably just been easier to do something. Just to get on with it, yeah. That, that's what's amazing to yeah, me. Completely. I mean, I know, I know models. I know models I've been friends with for years who are now so caught up in... It's their perception. In it, the it, perception, it, it, yeah. It, it,
2: it's their perception, arguably, is what they're trying to
1: become no. their reality, but it's not. I think it's an interesting topic because it's such an important part of modern photography. You know, it's one of the ways that you share your work, you share your images yeah. and people get to see it apart from a website social media is, is pretty much the main way that you share your images so it would be remiss of me to say that i don't use it because of, of course i do um but i do find it astonishing how much time people invest in it and how much it's almost like um, oh, massively yeah like it's, it's, it's almost it's, like it's yeah. like real life to some people and that that i find People be, don't post the shit things that go let on. Let me in ask you a question though. Post, post the highlights, on that, don't they? On yeah. that exact
0: note, let me ask you a question. Mm. Far away. Can you be a photographer without social
1: media? Now, I personally think you can, but um, I think you have to have a very clear view on what it is you want to achieve and where you're going. Mm. So, and the reason I say that, for example, there's a couple of photographers on Instagram who are very, very well-known advertising and commercial photographers. I don't know them in that circle. That's not the circle I hang with, but I'm fairly sure within that circle they'd be very well-known. Mm. Yet these people are phenomenal photographers, and they've got like 500 followers. You know, Their, their social media presence is actually... Quite small. Yeah. So, uh, you know, they've. But they've, they have a social media presence. But they have a social media presence. To, to any granted. extent, they have something. So, I, can I you be someone who literally
0: doesn't have an Instagram, a well, Facebook, a Twitter?
1: I think to your point, I don't think these photographers have got where they are because of social media. Mm-hmm. I think the social media is a byproduct. I think they've got there through other channels, to yeah. be totally honest with mm-hmm. you. Um, but again, and I look at other photographers who probably pick up a camera purely with a view of, I want to be an Instagram photo person and I want to grow a page, grow likes, and that's their motivation and their their direction to it. That's what's drawn them into it, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I th- so I, I think, think there's, there's two different directions. Yeah. And I think it's really, where do you want to go, actually? Um, I don't think it's entirely possible... No, scratch that. I think it is possible to be a successful photographer without social media, but again, I think it just has to be done. Depends what you want to achieve. What you channel. want to achieve out of. Yeah.
2: I think I think you can. So I, I get hardly any work from social media. I haven't posted to my Instagram since last Christmas. So that's what, eight, eight, nine months. I've just not posted to it. Because I thought, what's the point? I'm spending all this time pleasing anonymous people online and really I just update my main portfolio yeah. on, on Flickr. And I've just actually signed up to five hundred PX, which I'm loving. Um, and when I direct people to work, I'll go here. It is, Here's what you think. So I think it's it depends what you want. Like some of the best landscape photographers I've ever met and seen are at galleries. Yeah. And I go you online. They've got like a crappy old Facebook page. If they haven't updated properly for ages, or maybe just one picture here and there, because they'll go around and do actual events Face-to-face. and conventions, yeah. and they have their little their little shop somewhere in Cornwall or Snowdonia, where I've met too. Um, but again, it depends what you classify someone as a photographer, close brackets? Is it because you've got a page and a picture with a camera and a mirror and a selfie? (laughs) (laughs) You're a photographer.
0: Lens ball, Uh, hoodie and a bait. Yeah, yeah. Sony mirror I can get a lens ball out if you want and we can just sit (laughs) in the table and it'll feel like we're all kind of around it, like the Three Witches of Easter or something. (laughs) Yeah,
2: yeah.
0: So I I think more to the point, I don't think really nowadays you can be a person without social media, it would appear. In terms Mm. of... Because everything seems to be happening there. So if
2: you're not on it, how can you be a part of it? That's, that's I think that's the peer pressure.
0: I th- Yeah. I th- it's, Do you know what? It's so complex. I wish I had a higher IQ so I could break it down. But it's almost like you can't be acknowledged by it unless you play the game. Mm. Which means that the person that plays the game the best is going to be recognized the most as opposed to the person that can do the actual skill. I'd agree with that. So if you can play social media better than someone else, it doesn't matter how good your photography is. or Well, you've, you've already made your case
2: with the YouTubers. A lot of them aren't great photographers.
1: They're no. just good
2: YouTubers. Yeah. They know how to work the algorithm. And yes, they're, they're good at making their content engaging. Whether you agree with it should be
0: engaging for the reasons they do it. Um, but, do you know like, what? I think like, it's actually something that's the reason I hate most people. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> should we? Should I we take <laughs> it? No, most people. No, in, in the in the people don't judge other people by actions. They, they ju- don't judge other people by what they've done. They don't judge other people by who they are actually Mm. as a person, most people are told what they think by people that they want to associate with. So if I want to be friends with this group of people and they all hate X, Y, and Z, I have to hate X, Y, and Z. Yeah, you can't be an individual in that group. You have to... And and I think what's happened is, is that people... There's a, there's a... You know what I mean? If I say there's like a YouTube... There's a YouTuber personality that they all just have. Which is that, what's going on, guys? What's Stop so? It's, oh photo, photo. Yeah. <laughs> it's all very loud, and it's almost like a kids' show where it's like jingling keys and colors and Hey, guys, over here! Loud noises. Yeah, and and I don't know. It makes me worry. Like, what's what's the next step? I mean, personally, there's one that really bugs me, mm. which is Manny Ortiz, because if if you take out all the time that he's mugging for the camera, all the time, it's about him making sure that he's visible. Him and Irene Rudnick, I had a huge run-in with Irene Rudnick a while back because she's a twat. Um, She's like... It's true. (laughs) I can post screenshots if we want. She is a twat. Um, But Manny Ortiz is someone who, if he's not selling Sony, which is all he does, he can't even... He's not even good at selling Sony because everything he shows is like pathetically over edited like to the point where I don't know what the file looks like this could yeah. be a drawing for all I know yeah. everything that he, t- he tests is like oh, I'm going to test a 14 millimeter lens by taking pictures of my wife I'm going to test a 200 millimeter lens by taking pictures of my wife it's like how about you use the tool for the job yeah. and show us how it performs yes. not just say I'm going to take the same type of photo which is the and crisis is rich coming from me but the blurred out background pretty person in (laughs) front of it (laughs) i don't believe that
1: it's just that's all it is though and and you know what
0: english photoworks brought this up i'm the same Mm. i love it but english english photoworks brought this up he said that he doesn't like to shoot narrow depth of field because everyone that thinks they're a photographer that's the first thing that they do yeah now I actually had someone message me. was like, "Oh, you should have said something because you shoot narrow depth. Of field. Why would you let him get away with that?" Well, firstly, I'm one of those people that thinks other people are allowed to have an opinion. Of course, it's yeah. very strange, yeah. at but this you, can, day you age. can
2: still shoot narrow depth of field and, and have a style and flair for it. That's. But fine. I think as yeah. well, it's got to have a purpose. Just knowing that lots of people are are
0: going on that trend, mm. but it's if your if your work can't stand out other than for the fact that it's overly edited, yes. And it's overly leaning on the sexual attractiveness of the person in the photo. Why are you a voice in photography? Mm.
2: Mm.
0: That's, that's the bit I'm not understanding. Like, It's like photographing a flower and people that really like flowers just going, God, that's good. That's so good. <laughs> Detail. DM me. No, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah. it's, I don't know how to describe it, but it's like you're getting by on so much borrowed credit. You're riding the wave yeah. rather than setting your own course. Because I don't think someone like Manuel Tees could exist without YouTube and Instagram. I no, think if I... he had to stand up in exhibits and whatnot, yeah. he couldn't exist. I don't, I don't
1: think a lot a lot would. And actually, the photographers that do exhibit a lot, in, in my limited experience, granted, but to your point, they're the ones you meet at exhibitions, at exhibits. Yeah. You don't see them on YouTube.
2: No, cause, because they're not part of the algorithm. They're actually no.
1: doing their own thing and get
2: sadly forgotten about because they're not doing what the mass majority are following. But you say wanting.
0: sadly forgotten about, are they sadly forgotten about if they don't want to be there in the first place. That's I, what, that's what's I, I, interesting. I think
2: it more from, um, how the best to phrase it? I, I think, think, I think it's a, sh- a shame. I, uh, what I meant by that is, is a few photographers I've met and hardly anyone seems to have seen their work. And this mm-hmm. is a real shame. Cause I, in my opinion, I think these mm-hmm. photographers are amazing. Um, there's a guy called John and he shoots uh, I can't remember the name of his website I think it's Light and Dark something it's a bit cliche but he's uh, he just does um, landscape photography in Snowdonia mm-hmm. and they're some of the best bloody landscape. It's honestly the
0: weakest shout out anyone's ever given. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <Name's> John. <laughs> he's got like a well, website. he's not summit. on social media, Chris. I can't
2: look up his name. <laughs> the idiot. <laughs> can't no. follow him, and be one of his people. But yeah, he's he's a great photographer. He's got a, a little gallery in, a, in one of the main cafes at, near the base of the um, one of the summits. And um, it's it's stunning. And I'm thinking, But is it but sad? That, is it like, sad? Think,
0: if social media's writing this phase in our history, which yeah. it is... Like, yeah. stuff is being remembered, being broadcast, being brought to light through social media. Yeah. If Ansel Adams wasn't part of the angle algorithm, he never would have got noticed. Yeah. And he would now be forgotten by history. Yeah. And I think it's more that people, like, with their head torches on, speaking you know, of landscape
2: photography here, are just standing there with a long exposure shot. And it's like, great, but it's not considered... a shot with them
0: in the photo with yeah, it, the, Yeah, it, yeah, yeah and it's going right? up. And,
2: and, and everyone's doing it. Yeah. Um, and I think, well, how come this guy's getting seen thousands, if not millions of times, when mm. poor old John is just get, getting a forgotten, forgotten oh, about John. him? <laughs> Even the people
0: that like him don't know his last name. I can't remember. I'm
1: really sorry. But again, I think that, that <laughs> sorry, comes John. back to the, the point we were talking about before. What's your reason for doing it? You know, yeah. good old That's John. Okay, so, but
0: let me ask you, what's your reason for doing it then?
1: How long have you got? Well, it's digital, mate. You <laughs> can get, talk should, as long as you want. Should
0: we take a quick break? <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> um, in, initially, I wanted... To make a career out of it, I actually. really wanted you to say bitches. <laughs> <laughs> for the
0: I came yeah. here for the beer and the bitches. Yeah.
1: No, um, I, I initially wanted to do it as a career. And and whilst some point in the future, I still want that to be, mm. life has taught me a lesson the last six months. So I'm quite content doing it as a hobby, if I'm honest. That's, well, that's obviously, this is entirely
0: up to you, but would you like to divulge on the lesson that life's taught you?
1: Yeah, so um, March this year, uh, I found out that I had, um a form of cancer that spread into lymph nodes mm-hmm. and at that point i was pretty close to actually leaving my day job um, i wanted to for photography not necessarily for photography i was interviewing with other companies and i wanted to uh get a bit more capital and 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 start forging a path really have a bit of a change yeah right. um and uh, yeah we we got this devastating news um it was pretty scary to be honest with you. And over the period of of treatment, I've got to say I'm fine now, by the way, all good. Got the all clear and and really pleased about that. But over the period of that journey, I learned a few things or at least feared a few things. You know, one was, you know, Christ, if I was a self-employed photographer, I'd be totally snooking now financially, the support for my family. Um, But also I kind of thought to myself, with my kids being so young, it's quite selfish to take a gamble on a career when I need to provide for them. Mm. Um, so where I'd, I'd still love to do photography as a career, I think for me at the moment, you know, I just need to kind of enjoy it as a hobby. It will happen when it happens, if it happens. The priority is, is to provide for, for, for the kids at the moment. And actually that's been quite liberating and it's taken a lot of pressure off me because... She's you know,
2: put it all into perspective for you.
1: Completely, yeah. So I think eight or nine months ago, I was looking at my work, feeling under immense pressure that I wasn't getting good enough and I wasn't getting the amount of work that I would want to 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 be able to meet my aspirations. Now that pressure is completely lifted and I'm able to enjoy it so much more. It doesn't
2: very quickly. Is yeah. some of that pressure from social media, where you find your work's not getting enough traction, it's not being caught up in the in the wave of trends? Do you feel you're being underlooked?
1: A little little bit, but not perhaps for the reasons that that you've mentioned. So um, I'm not, don't get me wrong, followers and likes are nice. uh, And it's always nice when someone shows appreciation for something that you've done, though the skeptic in me says they're only doing that because they want you to follow back and like them. So I don't, buy into that entirely 100 percent um the number of likes an image gets is not a measure on whether an image that i've posted is successful or not in my opinion um but i think it would be wrong of me to to say that you know i didn't look at other photographs on instagram that are pretty bad let's be honest thinking Mm. how is that that's so so popular like yeah you know i've I'm fairly sure there are better images, not just, you know, my portfolio is pretty mediocre in comparison to, you know, some of the people that that post their stuff online. But, you know, you look at some stuff and think, how, how is that doing so well? And I wouldn't necessarily say that puts pressure on, but you think, why, why is that getting so much traction and, and other images? Sometimes my own aren't. Definitely.
2: Yeah, no, I think that.
1: So, so, so yeah. I,
2: I think certain models on that feel the pressure to be constantly posting, to
1: be, be relevant it, to be relevant yeah 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 so so yeah that's kind of um where my changes has, has come about and, and in doing so actually i've i've made a bit of a pledge to myself this year that i would enjoy photography more mm. i would step outside of the box i would do more than just or i would enjoy things um i've spent I've done a couple of projects on landscape, both on film and digital, specifically some long exposure stuff. Um, I've tried different techniques like panning. I've been to drag racing, just to give that a go. That's thoroughly enjoyable. Really hard to shoot a 400 mile an hour. Well, that's probably a bit of an exaggeration, but a top fuel dragster with a 1 20th of a second shutter speed. Um, That was a challenge, but again, satisfying when you get one out of 300 attempts. Um, So, you know, that's kind of been the priority. And and also as well, looking back at a lot of my work over the last 12 months, I've got to be honest, um, there was a huge amount of inconsistency. And actually, I think I've had a conversation with with Chris about this. I think I could count on one hand the amount of images that I took from last September to actually finding out um, that I was actually ill in March. That I was actually happy with. You could probably count them on one hand. So there's this huge element of my portfolio that I'd be quite happy to forget about if It's I'm good honest. you're able
2: to be honest with yourself and self-critique your work and realise you could strive for your own level of improvement.
1: I th- I th- yeah, I think if I'm being overly... If I'm being totally honest, I think there's a level of consistency that I still need to achieve. Um, I, I've hit it occasionally, but I need to hit it every single time, well, and that's we, where I'm at. We
0: went out for dinner or lunch a few months back. It Can't was remember. romantic. It was, it was dinner. There was candles. It was, candle. it was nice. Yeah. It was
1: beautiful. <laughs> but we
0: went out and we had a chat and mm. and on, um, over the course of the last couple of years um we've had a few conversations about yeah. your work. Um and I think when we were when we were in London in fact it might have been mm. I said to you if you took in, and it's only my opinion, it's literally half a man's opinion based on the height of everyone that's in this room at the moment. Um, but if you were to take the five or six images from your portfolio that I pointed out yeah, and you were to build from there, you would be talking about having one of the strongest portfolios I've ever seen. Thank you. Um, I think, and there's definitely something we need to get on because you're different from the two of us on mm-hmm. something, which I'll get to in a little while. Right. But I think... That when you were talking about going professional or working entirely as a photographer, I really wanted to give you a smack and just say, look, do that. If you do that stuff, you are going to be, you're going to be turning down money. There's going to be so much of it coming at you, but you're precociousness and your needs to try new things all the time unfortunately and it can be very boring I can mm. talk from plenty of experience here you can't be too experimental and it's your income yeah so you need to master and refine that that thing you're good at you, there's very thing. few people that are skilled tradesmen mm. of any description that could do a bit of everything and earn lots of money doing that yeah no, I think that's yeah. true or um,
2: well, well, I think you Anthony you're um, I had to describe it, the outdoor shots with like the um, what was that tweed or outdoor, outdoor clothing yep. style the few portrait shots you did of that were absolutely stunning oh, you could it. see I, that in a, in a magazine, magazine. anyway yeah. oh yeah I was like mate this is yeah. fucking incredible yeah, yeah but, and, and that's really good but that's that's quite a niche market as well
0: oh very yeah, yeah. it's very competitive as well
1: oh I'm sure it is um, but it's very, not as every market is
0: competitive though True. when you yeah. scratch at it hard yeah. enough you realise yeah, yeah talking as a wedding photographer <laughs> yeah. made us a reason I, I look so old. I'll yeah. shoot
2: it for you yeah. on a student, right? We were going
0: we to book you, but we decided that our cousin Manny, he ha- no, my he's favorite, got a point in My, my
2: favourite one is, I know someone with a camera. It's like, yeah, I know someone with a hammer, but I don't get them to build my fucking house. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Almost exactly right. Yeah. My mum's got a screwdriver, yeah. but, but she well, broke the shelf, didn't put it up. Yeah. <laughs> so, so a little
0: shout out to the person that will be almost definitely listening to this I hope is a friend of mine called Danny and a story almost exactly what you've just said a few years ago he has a friend who by association added me on Facebook and, and sort of pestered me for a few months and I wish I could remember this guy's name because I would be dropping it right now but I can't remember yeah. and he messaged me at one point and he was like uh all right Chris uh you're a wedding photographer how much do you charge for a wedding I was like, well, it depends what you're looking for, you know, number of hours. And he was like, no, no, I don't want, I don't want to book you. I just, wow. I, I've been asked to photograph a wedding and I don't know how much to charge. Wow. And I said, okay. <laughs> That's bold, isn't it? Yeah.
1: That's a shit cheek yeah. Yeah.
0: Mate, uh, have I ever told you about the social graces of photographers? <laughs> so I said, well, well, how much experience do you have photographing weddings? And he said, well, none. I've never photographed a wedding. I said, then don't charge. And he said, well, but, I, you know, all the cost of all my equipment and stuff. I was like, okay, so are you going insured? Like, are, they, are there assurances for them? He said, well, no, I'm not going to get insurance on something that I'm not going to do as a job. I was oh, like, okay, right. so I know exactly what you have just said. I yeah. said to him, I said, okay, so I have a hammer. Can I build your house? I'll charge no. as much as a builder. Because I don't want to do work for free. Because I value myself so highly that I don't appreciate the skill that's involved of anything, mm. or the assurances that are required, or the experience that's needed. I think mm. just owning a hammer makes me a builder. At which point, if I remember right, you told me to fuck off, and that was the end of the conversation. Brilliant. What about yourself? What's mm. your? What's you know? Where where do you want to end up in life? In know? life, of <laughs> <laughs> fucking deep, <laughs> just go yeah. It, yeah. But no, what your? what you must have some short term goals with photography because your photography is a bit weird to me. Oh, I'm talking to Aaron here. Hello. <laughs> your your photography is a bit weird to me because I can't work out quite what you do. Like what you're... Because I think everyone should have one thing and mm. they can have other stuff, yeah, yeah. but they should have like a thing that they're known for. And I don't really know what your one thing you want to be is. It, it flipped over the last...
2: Well, when I first got into photography, it flipped around a lot because I, I suck being creative with drawing. I'm very envious of artists who can draw and paint and sketch. Um, And I got pitched photographer A-level. And I was like, oh, I'll give that a go. (laughs) Um, And it went from there and ended up hating the A-level as we mentioned earlier. So for me, it's more, I would like to master, I say that loosely, be able to take good portraits, weddings, and then personally just to document my life. And then for whenever children arrive, hopefully I get a bit of notice um, and just to do- document that, um, and that's
0: more. It's funny you say that, because we've got some here now. <laughs> 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 Shit. <laughs> so you're, you do like hiking and you, you go, yeah, so you, you're, you're in shape, so I well to, done. Thank you. Um, um, so you do hiking and you do like yeah. landscapy so stuff when you're hiking.
2: Yeah, so a friend of mine, Jamie Barnes, and there's a guy called Ian Finch, a great, I'd say, like travel and hiking documentary style photography um and that's one element i really wanted to get into but i just didn't have the time to just be out there enough doing it um and that's something i've been trying to cooperate a bit more with doing mm-hmm. um, i don't really have much of an interest in cityscapes and architectural photography mm-hmm. um so it's great it's just not something i want to learn how to shoot
0: yeah i, I, love, was- I love
2: landscapes and that, that tra- something that tells a story Mm. Um, of of a, of a journey or well, climb climbed Mount Olympus a couple of months so do you have ago. the head torch I do have a head torch oh, you do, have, practi- you, done have you done that photo <laughs> <No. Nah>. <laughs> <laughs> well, have you done that photo no love try i tell you a lie I did as a practice one but I never released it I just wanted to practice
0: it I, I remember watching I think it was I think it was like a Tom Heaton type YouTube channel yeah. and there's a few that I just do not know who they are all the English ones are so funny because it's so they're so regional accent <laughs> Yeah. Right, we're going up mountain. <laughs> it's just I can't imagine Americans watching this and going, "Is there subtitles?" Yeah. <laughs> um, we go up, get plenty of water. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Hello, a lad. long walk there. Fetch a cup of tea, lad. a cup of tea, lad. All right. But I remember watching one where they did the, the the exact photo you're talking about with the like the head with the head sort. Yeah, yeah, and they were like, "It's great because you get stock image money for it." And I thought, <laughs> "Is there like a huge market here for I need a picture of a guy with a head?" torch yes. in Yorkshire that is vital 100% in the right. Yorkshire Dales I think that may be am just yeah. it's not a <laughs> unique
1: photo either I mean you know there's no. thousands I mean, of versions of that having people
2: in landscape photography i do have a slight argument for in, for in within the distance in foreground because it gives things perspective mm. so some of the nicest landscape shots I think are be it some sort of man-made object somewhere hidden amongst the image puts in perspective how big something is yep. so there's a shot uh, I'll describe I've got of Snowdonia, where you've got the lake and then you've got the mountain in front of it. And there's some people I didn't know that were just grouping around um, some, old, some old ruins. Um, and if you take those people out the shot, you immediately lose perspective of how vast yeah. that um, 150 foot high thing is. Um, where if you, and if, um, When you put them in, you suddenly get perspective. Um, but I don't like the cliche of... Um, Head torch, staring, standing, pondering Licking on life. Off, One leg up. Yeah, <laughs> You
0: <Yeah. Yeah. laughs>
2: have one, one, one leg up, one, one leg up on, a, on some sort of rock. Yeah, but for me, that's more what I want to get out of it. So at the moment, well, I'm start, slowly starting to build a studio at home uh, to th- to then be able to master portrait photography more mm-hmm. um, is what I want out of it, and well with landscapes, but landscapes have always become uh, the the second priority, opposed to portraiture, just because I don't have the time to go out to all these places. Yeah. We're having a home studio. I can hopefully bring some work to me to practice with and to refine that craft. But
0: is the missing link there then, potentially like you being more of a documentarian? When well, it comes that's my favourite style
2: of wedding photography. But
0: when it comes and to your hiking trips and stuff, Yeah, that's what I do. Yeah. Would it not make sense for you to also document the people and the journey as much as that's, it is that, that, yeah, that hero shot? That's what I've been doing uh, this year. Okay. Yeah. And how are people that aren't photographers about you doing that?
2: Well, I'm doing it with my friends. It's okay, but a lot, a lot of I'm them. I'm going to edit that, by the way. What? <laughs> I'm doing it with my friends. I'm doing you. it with my friends. <laughs> I'm doing it with my friends. Yeah. Friends, <laughs> I've got friends. Um, but a lot of uh, most of them are good, but there's, they're used to me with a camera in my, in my hands, so they don't get tense. But I find, especially when you're at a party and someone gets a, a serious camera out, everyone does that. Particular pose, yeah. and I've got a couple of mates that will try to smoulder or look cool or off yeah. their chest out. Like, put mate, one you're... leg
0: up, put the head torch on, <laughs> yeah, put the, yeah, put the head torch on and wait for
2: a 30 second explosion. Like, Barry hey, take the fucking head torch off, it's daylight, <laughs> it doesn't work. Um, yeah, so most of the time they're good, so I think it's just them trying to get used to me with the camera, but on a depending on how long the hike is, it works. They're just used to me with the camera with my hand, so hopefully they're not on on guard too much to try and get that candid.
0: A candid shot. But when you talk about your portraiture, mm. are you looking for like corporate stuff, stuff that you get paid for, model portfolios, or or you know, what's the what's the picture you have in your head of where that goes? Because obviously is a really misused term. I'm yes. finding. Because it feels like any picture that just has a person that is being referred to as portraiture. Like I've heard street portraiture and it'll be a picture of like a guy that didn't realise he'd his picture taken. And he's you know four pixels in a fifty megapixel yeah.
2: shot, and it's yeah, like yeah. that
0: doesn't feel like a portrait. That yeah. just feels like he was in the way. There's more bin mm. than person in that photo, kind of thing. What's when, what I, when I say in your cor- head? corporate, I I don't particularly want to do headshots for companies. Right.
2: For me, it's more of that creative. I hate saying the word creating art but that's the, the best way I think I can use to phrase it. Uh, I know, I'm joking. But it's, it's, draw, it's drawing that emotion out of somebody uh, and, and creating something and going, that's a really nice shot you've got of someone. And I'm quite happy and quite content with saying, people look at my work going, oh, wow, that's a really nice portrait of this person and that person. And if someone mm. knows that person, hopefully they go, you've captured them really well. And that's one thing I've been fortunate enough to do on the trips I've done with my mates of hiking when I do get a one-off shot with someone, everyone goes, oh, that's Matt. We've just summed up Matt or or whoever it is because that person knows them, and to me that's quite a nice nice feeling, yeah knowing, knowing that because because you, you can i mean there's that great video I think cancer sp- sponsored it, where
0: there's six photographers and there's an actor. Yeah, Canon Australia. That was it, yeah. yeah. They said to one that he was like a prisoner. Yeah,
2: one, he's a prisoner. One, he he's a fisherman. Yeah. One, he's like a, a, a- self-made billionaire. A self-made billionaire from scratch. Uh, he's like a mind reader. Yeah. And it's how much is it they're capturing them, or how much is it their unconscious bias or their pre-made-up assessment of how yeah. someone should be captured. And I think we're all guilty of that. But it's just quite an interesting video. It makes sense it's, it's
0: interesting as well. Um, I don't notice this from the point of view of models as much as you would probably think, as I do from the point of view of when I photograph weddings, Mm. and especially really peripheral characters from weddings, where they have a way that they want to be documented. Like, they they want to be in control of the way that they are photographed and and how they're perceived. It's a weird time, because people obviously were having a phone in their pocket and stuff. They they take more pictures of themselves than anyone takes of them. Correct, Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... I've had a bridesmaid this year ask me what focal length I was shooting with. Really? And, and she wasn't a photographer. She was just curious as to how it would make her look. And I was like, this blows my mind anyone would be thinking in that Is way. That, and you felt that's because she wanted to be, she was conscious of her. She,
2: she literally told perception. me it was. Oh, right. Yeah.
1: Okay. So, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, where, where does that knowledge come from? Well, to- I think there are
0: people that are so selfie obsessed, and if you take out the "ie" from selfie, that's yeah. what I actually mean. Yeah, they're so self obsessed that they they will Google what the focal length of a iPhone is, yeah. and then from there, they'll they'll be like, okay, so that's what I look like on an iPhone. If someone's using wider than that, it says here mm-hmm. because there'll be some dumbed down, you know, Buzzfeed blog. a YouTube yeah.
2: video. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
0: Manny Ortiz said, <laughs> but there'll, there'll be there'll be some you know the old expression a little knowledge is a dangerous thing yep. because yes, people learn so the true. tiniest amount and then they know it all yeah. and it's just literally we could talk about any subject oh, yeah. in the world <laughs> from that perspective and talk for hours especially at weddings
2: I've got an iPhone with 20 yeah. megapixels yeah.
0: alright mate <laughs> I, I did... here's, here's your medal. Here's your gold star. Well, this this past weekend we did two really difficult weddings in in their own ways. Right. We did one on Saturday, which had huge amounts of time between stuff, but loads of travelling time. Mm. So. That's the worst for me because I can't even get myself in, like, the zone to do stuff. I have to, like, get out of the car, run, go, you've got to get stuff, go get stuff because time constraints because people have decided to get married in four different counties. And then the next day was in um, Knightsbridge in London was a, a very, very religious Jewish wedding. But there was no structure. There was a point where the, the father of the groom walked over to me and the videographer and said, oh, they're signing the register up on the roof. And it's like, we haven't had a ceremony yet. What's happening, sorry? So we run upstairs, and they're literally about to sign the the Jewish like document. Right. But they didn't think that that was something that the people they'd hired should, worth, to, to document it should be
1: there to see. Um, Is so it, it possible that they're perhaps not... And I'd I'd like to think they did, but, you know, from my own experience of getting married and looking for a wedding photographer, you research loads. You look at loads of websites, look at loads of different images. Surely that's the, one of the bits that would stick out in any wedding photographer's portfolio is the signing of the register.
0: Well, I think that a wedding is a magnifying glass for personality. Right. And You know what it's like. You you learn the most about people when they're drunk, angry, or or kids. So sober
1: man's secret is a drunken man's speech.
0: Exactly right. So uh, the pressure of a wedding day acts almost as alcohol, and the way that it over, like hyperinflates people's personalities. So you get uh, the mum of the groom say who has been fairly laid back, but then on the wedding day, all of a sudden it's her day. Because that's what she's wanted the whole time, yeah. and you'll get mm. like the bride who is, um, like hyper sensitive all in the build up, but on the day, mm. because it's now out of their control, they've got that that freedom from it. Yeah. So it's a magnifying glass to the personality, and there are just some people, and there's nothing wrong with this per se. When you're a wedding photographer, it drives you nuts, but they they kind of they do stuff without informing you even though you could have asked them a thousand times what's happening. Like, the Sunday one was one of the hardest weddings I've ever done, ever. And it's about the 330th or three hundred and fifty. It's in that ballpark. And it was honestly, you felt like, at points, I felt like I'd never done a wedding before. Right. Because, okay, so for example we're waiting at the top of the aisle and they have, I believe I'm going to get this wrong and someone Jewish will please correct me, but I believe it's called a chuppah, which is the, the um, there's four people hold a pole and it's got like a, a Jewish um, piece of material and they get married under that material. Yeah. I've seen it done before without the material. It's actually made of wood and they had to make it themselves on the day. And... Um, It's it's just part of, obviously, every, like, when people say what's normal at a wedding, it's just the stupidest question because it's impossible. Um, But where they are, so they're going to walk down the aisle and they're going to stand under this chuppa and they're going to get married there. There's two ways in. One is you go bottom of the aisle, turn left, and there's a doorway, which would be where anyone would think they're going to come from. But the bridesmaids have come out of a door to the left of the ceremony and walked in the front. (laughs) I've asked the dad of the groom who said left at the front and the groom who said the back in the same conversation they contradict each other in front of each other and neither has corrected the other. So it's like if we were to have a conversation right now and I say to you, um, you know, what colour is this wall? And you go blue and then you go, yeah, red.
2: Mm.
0: And neither of you think to to mention to each other that you're completely contradicting each other. (laughs) So (laughs) me and the videographer are literally like hedging our bets. It's going to be this one, it's going to be this one, it's going to be this one. And right as the doors are opening... A member of staff pointed to the one at the back as opposed to the one next to the side and we just got in place just Mm. in time had she not pointed it would have been terrible right um you can't plan for that you can't be experienced enough for that that's just the nature of some weddings where you can ask a million times how is something going to be done and they have just got their minds on other things and you are just not an important factor to them, which is fair enough. It's a wedding. It's not a photo shoot, which is where a lot of people, I think, fall down with them. But as far as days at work go, when it's already a stressful day, um, and at one point, just for the sake of bringing this up, but Barbara Windsor's there. Yeah. And I'm photographing the wedding cake and Jamila comes up right like on the hair on my neck <laughs> behind me and just goes, it's Barbara Windsor. <laughs> I don't know what that means I haven't seen her and the first thing I thought of for some reason was Bette Midler was the picture that came into my head like, how is she these about?
1: days because she's she's, she's the, not
0: been well is that right you or, can tell but, she's not in in the best place right. yeah but she's in good spirits good. and she, the last the last thing she said to me was that she loved me which was, was the only thing she yeah. said to me so she, I'll take that That's she's, my story she's now. a national treasure isn't she let's <laughs> yes, be honest yeah. <laughs> so, I, to me it's like having a royal there yeah. like a peripheral royal probably more like than a peripheral mm. royal but yeah, as far as it goes with with weddings, as as opposed to like if you go into a landscape, mm. it's passive. Well, right? because, you, because you're not interacting with people. No, it's passive in the sense of the landscape is what it is and you photograph it, it can't it can't choose to be something else. No. And mm. when you photograph a model and you have either financial or just creative control, it's a lot more passive. But some weddings, it's just Yeah. You want to pull your hair. If I had any hair, I'd pull my hair out sometimes. I mean, it's fun. I know it makes the job fun. And in the yeah. end, I think it was possibly
1: the best wedding I've ever photographed. Right. Um, Do you think because of those challenges, it keeps you on your toes more that yeah. you're more alert to change yeah. in well, real time? I know you're a, and, uh, Aaron, you're a big Jordan Peterson fan. Yes. I'm a big Jordan
0: Peterson fan. Mm-hmm. And I was, um, his video where he talked about the um, the struggle improves you. Yes. And one of the things he said was, like, it's like, I can't say this No, that he says it. I, I mean, I can do his voice, but I won't. You can. You can. Go uh, on, please. No, 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 it's, no. it's really good. I can do it though, can't I? I'm not going to do it. I've oh, got, no, I I got a sore that throat. People want to hear it. I can do it. <laughs> for the um, fans, Chris, for the fans. No, for the fans. For the followers. Yeah, do it for the disciples. No, um, one of the things he said was that like, it's almost biologically provable that when you go through something that's difficult, yeah. your body reacts and builds new, like uh, genes to mm. deal with that next time. So you yeah. constantly, like you have unlimited potential within you and all the time you're comfortable, you're not unlocking it.
2: Yeah. Learn, adapt, conquer.
0: Exactly. And I'm doing the first two. Yeah. The conquering is yet to happen, <laughs> but I'm trying. So we need to get onto why you're here. Anthony me yeah oh, I, no. I don't know what am I doing? <laughs> in <laughs> fact Aaron if you could just turn towards him like me and you were against him here okay, sure. even though you don't know what I'm gonna say I I've, I've got <laughs> no clue yeah so you're a <laughs> should I be nervous you should be you're a member of a <laughs> camera club yeah
1: Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: now we, I think again, I think lying in the sand is only fair everyone understands where we're all coming from. Yeah, I don't like them. Yeah, no. I'm not a fan of camera clubs too. Yeah, I, see, I like you. Every, yeah, they're
1: not everyone's cup of tea, and I can and I can totally see why actually. Um, but yeah, far away, hit me and uh, and you're not no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No. No.
2: It's a no from me.
0: Okay, so it's a I, no it's uh, a no from us too and yeah, a yes from me. Uh, people you. have
2: invited me and I politely declined their invitation to Yeah. So clubs.
0: the and please help me out here Aaron. the the <laughs> general so stereotype yes. of a camera club is in my opinion yeah. and you can please feel free to chip in <laughs> here uh, is a kind of an elders (laughs) meeting room that smells the smells of mustiness where people sit around and bully each other based on their hierarchy within who's got the best picture of a girl stood next to a tree
1: i can dispel a couple of myths based on that is it not that musty no it's not it's it's not that musty but um i am certainly the second youngest there by quite a way so that bit i'll give you is true um so why are,
2: you, why are you part of a camera? So, like yeah, that?
1: I, I, that's a good question. I'll probably start with that. Um, I started with photography when I first got a DSLR 2015. Um, and actually at that a point... a baby! Yeah, I literally only um, got the camera because we were expecting our youngest... And previously that summer, we were just really disappointed with the pictures that we'd got of our oldest whilst on, on holiday. So we thought, well, we'll invest in a decent camera and we'll get some good pictures of our kids, document our kids as, as they grow up. And as, as the next sort of 18 months, two years sort of progressed, I just got more and more into it. It's, it's like a gadget with interchangeable bits. I mean, what guy is not going to be absolutely quickly fascinated by, by such a bit of technology? Um, and it was all I talked about. And my wife, bless her, you know, she suggested that I find some sort of an association. Find someone else to talk to, to about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stop <laughs> yeah. talking to me. Get Basically. some friends. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I kind of put it off. And uh, another a mutual friend suggested, oh, actually, my father-in-law is a member of, of this camera club. Why don't you go along? And I thought, you know what, I'll go and have a look. I'll see what it's about. And I can see where a lot of the stereotypes come from because it is um, generally older membership um but there were a few things that because to be fair some of the stereotypes that you hear are one of the things that actually put me off as well and i was quite surprised by a lot of um this stuff so i can't speak for for all camera clubs
2: uh, how many people um, are in
1: your club i should know this there's probably about 50 ish 50 60 wow, That's, okay. I, I generally thought it'd be um, like a dozen yeah, I think that's... I regular. about four. Yeah, I think... <laughs> it's just like they're in a treehouse with a sign that says no girls allowed or something. Yeah. Um, there's about 50 or 60. Uh, you never see 50 or 60 on a club evening. And that's one of the things that I like about it. You're not frowned upon if you don't go. You pick and choose the nights on the agenda that interest you. Um, so you can go weeks without going if you don't want to. You just go to the nights that interest you. Um, one of the big things that I was worried about was the sort of patriarchal bullying as well. Uh, kind of like, you know, you're a young whipper or you don't know what you're doing or my photo's better or my camera is better. And, and again, there was none of that. I was really quite relieved at the level of support that I received actually as someone yeah. quite new to photography.
0: I've got to give credit really quickly to Aaron because I think well, me and him both then, when the word patriarchy was brought up, I think we both just tightened our grip a little bit on the table and then settled back down. Am I right? <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, you know, it, it, it wasn't all the things that I'd, I kind of was worried it would be. But I can see why a lot of people feel it is. And I know that some people, especially other photographers that I've spoken to that aren't members of a camera club, um, I've had bad experiences of all of those those mm. things um, so I, I can understand that and I, I understand why they have a, a bit of a bad rap
2: so what did you get out of it then?
1: so initially it was um, an outlet for me to um, discuss photography learn photography experience different types And but to be honest I didn't really know what to expect to be honest I didn't really know much about mm. camera clubs do, what do you they think are. you got that out of it in your time there? Like, got a good experience, learnt a lot, or I, I, I do, yeah. Um, but I, I think I'm at the point, if I'm being honest, and this is not to be disrespectful to camera clubs, there's a certain style of photography in camera clubs, and I think this is probably where Chris was leaning towards, um, that is very, very popular. And it's not the sort of photography that I enjoy. So, there yeah. is lots of, um, I mean, I, I don't get me wrong, I love landscape photography. Um, so, but you do see a lot of landscape. You see a lot of macro. You see a lot of animal photography. Uh, our particular club did a little bit of portraiture and fashion stuff like that. But it's only really since since I've been there, probably actually in the last eighteen months, um, that that's really started to to become more of a thing. Actually, um, so in in some ways, I I think maybe my own constantly submitting images that are of people has changed that dynamic a little bit. Um so do you think there's a um a negative view
0: towards portraiture from from your club and or was there? So, sorry, the negative view. You said from... it, it was something you kind of introduced by like sheer submittance. So uh, no, do you no, think it so, was
1: something that they weren't keen on? No, no, it was it was definitely accepted and it was something that the club itself does a regular studio even as an introduction to studio. So there was regular entries of of portraiture but you might have um someone that might enter a competition a landscape a macro shot and a portrait and then i joined the club and just entered three portraits and that just kind of um it always came across to me it's like a like a college course
2: where you'd get people and we do a little bit on, of this hold on
0: so sorry we just had the a bit of a blip a bit of a gremlin we'll blame chica she probably pressed something she shouldn't have because we weren't paying paying enough attention to her um but aaron you were about to say uh that uh, camera clubs being similar to you like a college yeah it looked like a college sort of
2: format where we'll do a little bit of this like Mm. you said anthony do a bit of like macro photography a bit of landscape a bit of portraiture we'll do a walk about the thames uh, and capture a few things without really having a strong figurehead should I say, or strong figureheads saying, well, this is what we're going to achieve, this is what we're going to learn or bringing somebody else in who's a respected, I don't know, landscape or wildlife photographer and doing yeah. a talk and a demo. It's all, and, I, and from my experience, like the reason why I sought out Chris and when I met you on workshops was I, I had the issue with the people that I was surrounded with who I was talking to about photography. And this is not disrespect to some of my friends. Mm. Our levels were all the same. I was like, well, how are we gonna get better? Yeah. I need to go to someone who is better (laughs) and say, Teach me, (laughs) (laughs)
1: please. You know, and it's that sort of sense. And you know, that's probably you know, the reason why I first went along to one of Chris's workshops was actually a very, very similar, if not the same reason to be honest. I had a strong
2: look at my work and thought I'm stuck in a rug. I wanna find some photographers who I whose work I like and appreciate uh, and think I want to learn how you achieve that
1: completely Um, completely and I think this is where one of the the biggest issues with um, I think that people have with camera clubs comes in I wouldn't necessarily say it's like a syllabus like a college course but I think there is certainly a type or a style of photography as I mentioned And I think because there are things like competitions on a regular basis, of course there's guest speakers, and some of them are absolutely tremendous. One of the most amazing photographers I've ever heard speak was a a chap called Simon Weir. Um, And he does um, photography of classic yacht racing off the south coast of France but amongst other things he he's does he's seen some things in not a struggle does. yeah cool um, but amongst other things he also does stunning infrared um, landscape photography because oh, you've shown a bit of an interest haven't you in infrared that's stuff that's right so. Think, yeah and um, you know you meet some of these people and they're, they're wonderful and it you know outside of that environment, I probably wouldn't have had the opportunity to hear him speak. So there's things like that that I'm really grateful for. But aside from the sort of workshops and, and studio evenings and guest speakers, there's also competition, and that's a big part of a camera club. And I think this is where a lot of people fall out of love with that environment. But it's one of those things you kind of have to take it for what it is in a pinch of salt. There's a lot of rules. There's a lot of rules, and uh, you know, you it's quite soul destroying that you know you've got a good image you submit it and it gets destroyed by a camera club judge um you know and the reasons that they might destroy it would be um you know some a perfect example i actually had a an image that i entered of max taken at one of your workshops Uh and it probably would have done really well except the judge decided they didn't like ripped jeans so it got marked down for that and that alone and it's things like that that I think do camera clubs harm. And I think that creates yeah. almost a ceiling of um, creative, not creativity, that's the wrong word, but I think it's that rules-based system that puts people off. You know, outside it, it, of it, that environment, you're free to do what you want. It's tough because
2: unless you have the open market and just let the, the populace pick, yep. you have in, arguably, take, you can could, you could maybe argue it a little bit with the algorithm for Instagram but it's whoever's got the most likes wins. Mm. Um, or you have an elected person who makes a good judgment call or a judgment call mm. about what image should be top, front page or, or winner. And if you don't like their attitude or yeah. you think they're petty, then yeah. don't be part of the race. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you know? and, and it's that sort of thing. Where I, where I, I've seen one or two camera club competitions are similar to that, but you can't win back-to-back weeks. Uh, which right. I kind of understand, and but then there's, uh, there was another rule where you will come up if you keep submitting anyway. Yeah, but that doesn't help anything. That just makes you feel part. That just helps your ego, it doesn't actually yeah. make you
1: improve. I,
2: would, I think you know? what I
1: would credit my attendance at a camera club with is it's taken me from absolutely zero to a point. And yeah. then, as I've grown in confidence in my ability to achieve that point, the rest is all on me and the people that I've circulated with since. Mm. Um, you know, I don't believe that camera clubs would make you a award-winning photographer. Far from it. But I certainly believe in the social aspect of it. You know, the ability to have conversations with like-minded people without having to drive that, that all the see. way to Basingstoke. You know, it's kind of cheers, um, you. <laughs> you're yeah, <welcome>. Chris. <laughs> um, <laughs> Well, at least it's better from being on the coast. Yeah. It, slightly, true. It's true. So, I live considerably nearer sl- now. It's
2: slightly easier.
1: So, yeah, <laughs> I, I guess to summarise, I, I see great benefits in, in what's offered and what's available through them, but I also yeah. see exactly why people might be frustrated or put off by them.
2: But on that note, I, I think it's true, because I, I struggled for a while to find good photographers to actually chat to hey, what do to think about this gear, yeah. what is about this lens or this bag? I've got this issue with Photoshop. And it's only the last few years I've really found a maybe a select few that that you sort of trust and have that good rapport with because a lot of photographers just don't. I find can be quite
0: yeah. So it does take a while as well to get through.
2: for them not to feel like you're skiving off or stealing from their work. Yeah, well, I think I,
0: it shouldn't. You shouldn't feel like you're doing that if you're not doing that. It's that people will make you out that you're doing that. That can be frustrating. Yes. I've, I've had yeah, that. Yeah. I've had that complaint in the past where I've asked someone for an opinion and. That it's almost like I should have to pay for their opinion. It's like, but we're yeah. we're literally having a conversation. But now I ask you an opinion. This is the, the section yeah. I have to buy the the monthly pass for to have this part of the conversation. That's always a bit weird. Yeah,
2: it's like saying, oh, I know you've got a two hundred mil lens. I'm thinking of getting one. What do you think? Yeah, my- <laughs> well, if you subscribe to <laughs> my
0: my two dollar a at Patreon, yeah. <laughs> no, I <laughs> we'll I'll tell God you what, what I think <laughs> I tell you what I think is quite difficult with with. Um, anything like this is you have to get through that phase of learning about the person so that you can temper what their opinion is. I think I've had the problem in the past where people, if you ask me what do I think of something and I don't think it's very good, I'll say I think it's shit Mm. because I think it's shit. And in my head, a lot of people diminish the beginning of that sentence. They think what I'm saying is that something is objectively shit. And I'm not. I'm saying that to me it's shit it doesn't do anything for me yeah. and it takes a long time I think with me for people to get over wanting to hear something from me or wanting it to be packaged in a certain way and then they start to realise that if you want the quickest route to my opinion I give you that Yeah. and if you don't want to consider my opinion and buy the thing or do mm. the thing or like the thing or not like the thing or whatever yeah. I don't care I think something that's sad about general discourse today is that it almost feels like you have to meet somewhere in the middle on an opinion for you to be able to get on the idea of us disagreeing is the problem and i don't think that's right i think you you could like hiking i could be a fat guy with tits which is both of those things (laughs) are true fantastic pair you have sir you're welcome but i i don't i don't think me and you should struggle to have a conversation about you doing landscape photography because I don't do it or cuz I don't like it yeah. or cuz we disagree on the value of it. Yeah. It's not something I find personal enjoyment in mm. as much as what you do. Yeah. I like to do like breaks where I do trips and I do some photography that's like landscape oriented. Yeah. But it's not something I could do loads of cuz I I I it would just fall short in what
1: would in what satisfy
0: yeah. my creativity. And that's fine. But we can still have a talk about it. But I think it takes a long time for a lot of people to get to that point, and some people never do, where Mm -hmm. they realise that um, lip service isn't beneficial.
2: No, I I completely agree. Me telling
0: you that something that you've done is good when I don't think it is, or something you've done isn't good because I want to put you down and feel better about myself... I don't have any of that motivation when I talk, and I've had I've had complete fallings out with people who've never spoken to me again. There's one a few years ago. Someone said to me, "Can you do a portfolio review for me?" And I have always had this rule because of the way that I talk. It's never changed. Being a photographer hasn't changed. I've worked in much harder industries, Mm -hmm. and I say, "I say, are you sure?" and uh, he was like yeah you yeah, did,
2: did that with me when I popped over to exactly. review my wedding stuff I <laughs> always do <laughs> he
0: didn't hold back no. but it helped but I, but I yeah. say are you 100% sure because yeah. what I'm going to say is going to be honest but I'm not going to spend 15 minutes driving around the roundabout to get to the point where I need to tell you what you need to hear Yeah. Or and you can ignore my opinion and I won't care
1: yeah. like
0: if you show me you didn't do this but if you show me colour popped images from a wedding <laughs> and I say it's a tremendously shite gimmick and no one's going to buy into it and Within your own industry you'll be an embarrassment and the only weddings you'll be booked for are cheap ones. Mm. That might sound like the harshest thing in the world, but if you want to carry on doing that, then go nuts. Like I am yeah. not gonna like be up at night going, Oh, mm. sorry, I can't sleep
1: because that guy I gave but, an opinion but to hasn't. people has
2: some... are probably asking, actually not wanting the real answer. They just want to. But
1: that's to hit, why it I've always depressed. had that insight. Like positive affirmations. I need a positive affirmation <sighs> about what it is that I've done. Yeah. In which case, if that you're never gonna improve if that's all you're looking for. Yeah. At the end of the day, if, if you want to improve, that is, of course, some people may be content with what they're doing. Yeah. Um, again, I can only speak personally, but, you know, as long as, for- as
2: it's not insulting,
0: it can be as critical as it can be, as long as, mm-hmm. think, as, long as it's constructive. Well, this, this fellow that never spoke to me again, one of them, he, he asked for a portfolio review and we went back and forth for quite a bit because I knew he was a bit of a sensitive, soul, and I really didn't want to go down this route. Yeah. But he said, look, it would really do me a lot of good. So I was like, okay, if that's if that's what you want. So I, I said, can you just, because he had like 300 photos. Like people, you can see this coming a mile off, by the way. Um, if you're a photographer, especially of people, but generally if you're a photographer and you've got 300 photos that you call a portfolio, you think you've got 300 kids. Because people that are really good at self-criticism mm. and sort of, Pushing through walls of okay, I was I loved what that image was when I took it, but it now doesn't fit in. That they're better photographers, yeah. Generally speaking, because they're better at identifying their own faults and correcting them, yeah. So he has about three hundred photos for me to look through, and I said, "Can you just pick ten? Tell me what your ten are, yeah, and I'll go through it." So he sent me the ten. I I went through. The, the 10 and I was, you know, uh, when it was positive, it was positive. When it was negative, it was negative. And mm. everything had a positive and almost everything had a negative. And I said to him, the overriding factor with your work that is vital that, that I say is there is not a single photo you've ever taken that I can't find a better version of on someone else's portfolio who's in the same community as you. Yeah. So this is someone who used Purple Port to find models. Everyone on Purple Port that was popular, they worked with everyone they worked with off of Purple Port, they did what that person did. Yes. So there'll be this model who wears a black tutu. There'll be this model who wears that red dress. There'll be yeah. this model that does X, Y, and Z. So therefore, it's harder for them to stand out yeah. to begin with because you're all using the same. You have subject. to be extremely good yes. to then stand out. And even, and the, the, the absolute honest truth is, and this may really hurt some people's feelings, but even if you stand out, you are standing out. In a nothing community. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Because you don't have an identity. You're just trying to be the best at a collective. Yeah. And there are obviously, to me, there's a difference between a trope and a cliche. So like a cliche in a movie would be like a jump scare. Mm. But a trope would be running up the stairs instead of running out the front door when the killer's after you. Yeah. Right. You can have cliches like it's a cliche to photograph people. It's so a really easy cliche. Everyone, mm. everyone does it. Everyone who has a camera at some point goes, "Oh, I'll take a picture of so and so," and they've they've yeah. then done portraiture. So everyone's done it. But the trope is when you do. I don't really want to like pick on a particular thing. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Aaron. <laughs> but the, the trope is when you take a particular style. <clears throat> so for me. At the moment, the the, the the one thing that bugs me is the, the in the unbelievable reliance on sexuality. So when you're taking I mean, if you take images these days that pass as okay for social media to be posted by the bloody girl, let alone the photographer, and it's pictures where they're on all fours, arse up, taken from behind. Yeah. and that's considered to be like moody. It's like no, that's that. Like if you go to Vegas, that's an advert on a card that's being handed out on yeah. the strip. Yeah, M&S won't be having that on their billboard. No, yeah.
1: and, and I it, think it's interesting how I mean Instagram especially is littered with with images like that, and I, I don't know when there appears to have been a change when you upload an image now. Somewhere within their whatever it is that they do when an image goes up, um, they actually shut down the hashtags on those posts now, and. You know, I I don't think I take overly sexualized images. Yeah, I posted one the other day, which I can see why they would consider it sexualized in nature. Yeah. I personally don't think it is, but compared... It's a picture of me. It was. Yeah, it was it's understandable. It was, it was after dinner. Yeah. There's four um,
0: people in the world to find me attractive and they found your picture. Yeah. <laughs> that was me um, four
1: times. Two of, them, <laughs> two of them didn't even like it. They, they seem right. to be uh, shutting down the hashtags whereby you can't search those images by their hashtags anymore. Right. So in some respects, it's actually really good that Instagram are starting to react to that. But as you say there is still an absolute the
0: sexualization has a, a an extra layer of skin in the so we just had a conversation where i said okay every picture that you you do i've mm-hmm. seen done better but that doesn't apply to sexualized photos because people are so i say people i don't mean all but there are yeah. people that are so hungry or thirsty as the kids would say for that kind of material sort of content, that yeah. kind of content that there's just a never-ending supply yeah no demand
2: demand there's yeah. never-ending
0: yeah. demand and there are people that are now willing to sell out a few years of their life and their dignity mm. to constantly chase it i don't know if it's everyone comes from a different family but i don't think i could talk to my family about the job that i do if that's the job that i did yeah, was just overtly sexualizing people to mm-hmm. such a steroid-induced extent. I mean, it's it it's like social issues. Every time something stupid happens, I'm like, okay, there has to be the next thing. Yeah, because everything leads to the next stupid thing that society does. Yeah. And with this, it's like we're going to get to the point soon where we're going to be using internal cameras. <laughs> because we're just like
1: what else is there to do there there, there certainly seems to be no more secrets doesn't there
2: yeah I think that's the issue it's tough because you want an image to have some sort of level of I say the word attraction and I don't mean necessarily a sexual attraction but you want that image to look attractive it it has to be an appeal in some way yeah Yeah, an appeal yeah Um, and I think one thing uh, that's guided me especially in photographing women is I've always said to the model, if you're going to want to have a feature, um, I actually got this from a a female friend, it's either um, your boobs, your belly, or your legs, in terms of outfit. Because if you show all three, you're in your underwear or you're in a bikini. Now, some people, depending on the outfit and their figure, could get away with maybe showing both and it's still subjectively tasteful. Um, So either show one. and And when I've had that approach with certain... People, not all of them. They, they're almost a little bit like am I being a prude? And it's like, well, no, I, I just we'll do one feature, but if you if you've got everything else off, mm. I what's the point? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or, or, or everything on show, I should say. And if that's what some people want to do, that's fine.
0: Crack mm. on. So but but three, you, three so market. you have you have kids? Yeah, and you have what kids do you have? have my oldest is uh, Rose, daughter. Youngest yeah. is Arthur, boy. So as as the father of a daughter, yeah. I don't really know how to ask this about it's being a really depressing question. But how do you how do you reconcile the environment that you're in with photographers? I'm not saying you're one of the the perpetrators of this kind of bollocks, but you've seen enough of them. You could name ten off the top of your head right now if I asked you to. The people that just rely on sexualizing. Oh, women. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How 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 would it make you feel if your daughter said that that's something she wanted to go into? Oh, you, you and
1: better.
0: I don't mean she said to you, "I want to go into being oversexualized," but she said she wants to go into modeling. Yeah, and I, you know the like the quicksand that exists there. Mm. How easy I, you get caught up or, or be misguided.
2: I think, the so what yeah. to 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 go what you think will make you money or think will get you popularity. When it's like, well, is that really what you're?
1: it's, It's a really good question because I never want to be one of these, you know, really strict rules based parents. You can't do this, you can't do that. Because I, you know, from my own misspent youth, I know that the more resistance you get the more you you kind of rebel resistance
0: either has to be absolute or understanding yeah you either have to say you're not doing it and you're not doing anything close to it and i'm going to literally stand over you exactly or imposing those rules and not enforcing them is going to make it
1: worse exactly and 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 that's what i want to be really mindful of so if she ever turned around to me and said "I, i i want to model it would be very difficult for me with that belief system to say no um, but I would be absolutely terrified of, of the quicksand, as you put it, and, and also, you know, that what sort of modelling do you want to do? You know, why would you want to do that? What's your motivations for wanting to do that? You know, I'm sure every parent says this about their kids, but she's a really, really bright kid, you know. Mm. Um, I would always almost hope that um, she would find a career that, that satisfies her, both uh, her intellect, her, her, her motivation, and her drive and her energy. And if that is modeling, then I can't say no to her. As I say, my, my belief structure doesn't allow for that. Me um, too. Pardon? <laughs> Do
0: you want um, me to? Yeah. Um but she, she comes in and she says, "Ah, uh, Dad, I know you we talked about this before, but I'm actually quite interested in becoming a model and you go,
1: Chris. Yeah.
0: And I come in and go, Right, I'm a seat. That's it. I mean it's not if, happening. She, if, if she came
1: home, I mean I guess if you know, she said, i oh, I've I've got a I've been offered a shoot, I don't know, doing fashion for racing green, you go oh, that's a relief. Yeah, like, I, I think that's fine. Um, but if, you know, you mention one of those 10 said photographers, if she said, oh, such and such has messaged me and wants to shoot with me, that's the point I'd probably lock her up, to be fair. Yeah. Uh, that's, I, th- I think, uh, yeah, as I say, a lot depends on motivation, intention, what it is you want to do, yeah. why, who with, and, uh, and so I th- I on. I think
2: there is a pressure generally on more I think there's pressure on blokes, but I think there's more pressure on, on girls on social media about how they um, photograph themselves and present themselves online. Mm. And I think that's. I think it's a real
1: it's a real shame that social media has become that. Actually, I mean, yeah, I, I do. You know, I remember when Facebook first came out, sort of 2006, 2007 in the UK, and I remember thinking it was wonderful being able to catch up with people I'd not seen for years. You yeah. know, people that have different cities, different countries, like, oh, this is absolutely great, great to see you're doing well. That was what Facebook was really great at, and it just seems 15 to 15
0: years of, later, you're seeing a picture of your cousin in her pants, and you're sending your spit to the <laughs> internet to find out whether or not
1: you're Portuguese. It's <laughs> just kind of, yeah, it's just kind of, it. on one hand, it's... It's an amazing thing, but on the other hand, it feels like it needs to be controlled. It's not. Well, it's regulated. like every tool that you give
0: a human being, yeah. some asshole will so find a way to use it for horrible
1: things. A- absolutely, and and I think that's the shame of it because it has the great potential for good. Unfortunately, there are too many instances where it's it's used for bad. Yeah, like everything. Like everything. What a yeah, positive. absolutely. Just, yeah. No, I'm joking.
0: <laughs> it's just it's just not a discussion that people have, though. Yeah. It's, it's something that I actually think is a really interesting conversation to have where we look at people online as being an account and they're someone mm. that has a family. Yeah. They don't exist without their family. And maybe the way that we interact with each other would be a lot better. I mean, I've, I've heard that the easiest way to uh, alleviate. Uh, so if you're in a relationship and you're arguing all the time, the easiest way to alleviate that problem is you have to repeat back the previous person's point before you're allowed to talk. Mm. And apparently like, I mean, I've tried it to an extent I actually think it's really positive because you just start to develop like a, a hyper empathy for what you're fighting. Yeah. Um, and I just think online it's far too easy to just see people as as things. Yeah. You know, it's like almost online shopping, Instagram, online shopping for things you want to double tap on.
1: Yeah. Well, you, you can do
0: that now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you yeah. like that. Don't you? No,
0: that's good. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think write one of the, down.
1: <laughs> the biggest things that I think, it, for me, one of the biggest shames of social media is. I think Facebook's a bit different because people post statuses and life updates, and and you know you you can look through people's statuses updates and go, Facebook's wow, that's, more that's a, pretty like dark. A, an address book, and yeah, sort of it's a time, kind of like, a timeline. I can't believe they've 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 basically posted about that really terrible experience. Like, wow, the poor person. But you wouldn't put that on Instagram. I think when yeah. with Instagram being as popular as it is. It's it's people's highlight reel. You don't see people talking about what a crap day they've had or how shit their life is. That's what we touched on earlier. It's the perception, isn't it? It's the perception that, and it is just highlights. And I think the biggest shame of that is there are people that are potentially less fortunate or vulnerable or perhaps um, not able to make the distinction that that is someone's highlight Mm. reel and think, why is my life not like that? Yeah. And, and, that can't be healthy for these, these people that are constantly consuming other people's highlights, wondering, why am I not on a beach? Well, there's like, also I mean, there's, there's
0: a major issue, which I don't, I genuinely don't think gets talked about, which is that if you're somebody that doesn't have many friends, and you're quite a lonely person, mm. you're now able to be more social than in the past if you were someone that didn't have many friends, and you didn't have much of a social life, because you can just go on your phone and feel like you're with the people that you're viewing, mm-hmm. right? You can see what they're up to. You get updates on what they're up to. And something that I think really gets lost in the mix, and this is something, I don't even know if this is worth an avenue of going down, but it's always described as a female problem. Of like, it's really hard for young girls to see these um, like hyper-realistic images of beauty standards or, or what other people are up to and they can't afford to be up to it or whatever. But we know that male depression is a huge issue. Yeah, And just because it may not feel like a male dominated area, that it, it has its effect on people. I, I have, I can think of one person off the top of my head who has a horrible time with the fact that he doesn't do particularly well on social media in terms of like the metric of likes and responses and so on, and it genuinely affects his life. And I think that when you talk about the difference between Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and so on, I think Twitter is just a load of people in the room shouting but not listening. It's a soapbox, isn't it? I mean, Twitter yeah, is an yeah. awful place. It's, it's, yeah. it's. I think if you were to do, make a Terminator analogy of is it Skynet? Yeah, SkyNet. Yeah. <laughs> that's Twitter. I like how Chris turned to me. He's like, you're really? the nerd. You've seen the film. <laughs> you're the <laughs> loser. No, I'm um it's Skynet, right? So yeah. I think Twitter is Skynet. I think it's just where it's going to collect so much information and it's being abused beyond belief to attack and batter people. Yeah,
2: it's people and have had really bad days. Yeah. I think so they've a really bad day and they're on But Twitter it's not just showing. that.
0: There is something particular about the way that you use and interact with Twitter that it encourages anger encourages disagreement and it encourages a lack of communication you say something and it's like a metric of how many people agree or disagree but you don't Mm. care you just care as long as you get a reaction yes instagram i think is about pushing out as much fake bullshit and pretending you're popular yeah. I don't care how popular you are. You are lying on Instagram. Yeah. Because even if you have a million friends in real life that all buy you birthday cakes and around your house every week and they all want to do you favours and they all think you're the best person ever, you'll say you've got two million. That's how Instagram works. Yes, hmm. And then Facebook, to me, is the family. It's the older generation of, of social media where... And it might be different because I'm... Um, using it differently to how you guys might use it but to me it's more where I interact with my family mm. it's more where I interact with non-photographic things yep. and I see a difference between the same person who I've got on Facebook and Instagram absolutely and then yeah. again in real life yes yeah definitely yeah I, I just I just wish we could get to a point where we just all kind of mutually agreed to cut the bullshit it's and all the persona yeah yeah mm. I don't want to play the game at all. I don't want to pretend that I'm more popular than I am or pretend that I'm more controversial than I am or pretend that I'm this or pretend that I'm that. I'd rather you show me your your photos, you show me your photos, mm. I show you mine, I talk about my life, you talk about your life, and then we just interact. I think that's quite interesting. Yeah. I don't think you need mm. all of the bollocks, yeah. especially when we are all mutually agreeing that we all know it's bollocks. Yes. That's
1: where it gets weird to me. It's so mm. damaging. In the long run, to everybody involved, completely agree. And this is why I say I think you know that there are people that are vulnerable to it that take it really badly. You mentioned someone that you know that responds badly to that. It's it's a shame that 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 people are made to feel that way. I think through social media. Well, it's that
2: uh, um, is it, it class as a cliche. We're we're more connected than ever, but yet we're more. Yeah, we feel more isolated and lonely. More isolated, yeah, which, which is nuts. Mm. because it's not it's not true connection.
0: The, I, there's the quote that's doing the rounds at the moment I think it's in a museum um, with a piece or in an art museum right um, and it said uh, we were less attached to phones when they had wires yeah which I think is true like yeah. now you can't put a phone down yeah and that's what kind of where I was alluding to earlier with can you be a photographer without mm. social media because it's almost it's almost exactly the if a tree falls in the forest and no one's around to hear it. it doesn't make mm. a sound because if you take an amazing photo, but no one's around to double tap on it, have you taken an amazing photo? Yeah. Well, if I, if I don't actually, take my se- gym self in the morning, yeah.
1: I never had that workout. Yeah, yeah. That, you know, <laughs> yeah. T- doesn't count. <laughs> it doesn't you count. know, if we go back to good old John that yeah. Aaron brought up before, yeah, oh. and this is where it's I a good I job kinda, his name is so distinct. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we will easily find him. <laughs> um, this is oh, oh, I'm going to his bloody name right now. <laughs> well, go on, mate. Um, you know, I use that as an example. <laughs> As a, as a photographer, if I sell a landscape print for £250, but I've got zero likes on Instagram, I know which I'd prefer.
0: Yeah. At
1: yeah. the end of the day. Yeah. And and so I, that's what leads me to think, do you need social media to be a photographer? I don't think so, but it depends what you want to do and what you want to achieve out of it. Yeah. Yeah,
0: and, and I think having having a... Uh, a personal talk of yourself mm. about what your goals are short and long-term mm. is also huge in putting you in a position Absolutely, to actually yeah. find happiness yeah, as completely. opposed to acceptance.
1: I think one of the, the, the best things that Instagram have announced, I think they're trialing it in several countries. Canada At the minute, and Germany. Canada, Germany, yeah, Australia. The, hide the likes. It's hiding the number of likes. Yeah. And I actually they're think already hiding the comments yeah. in England. Are they really? Yeah,
0: so when you actually look, it doesn't tell you the number of comments.
1: Really? Yes. So, yeah. see, so I think that's a really positive step, yeah. actually. I'd um,
0: rather they hid the likes and not the comments. Yeah. Because the comments to me is like hiding the conversation. Yeah. I don't want to hide the conversation. Yeah. I just want to hide the bullshit, yeah. double tapping and so on. Absolutely. So, if we try and finish on the positive now, yeah. we've just <laughs> decided that the world's going to end because of Twitter. Um, I ask this all the time to people, and I actually think this would be a really interesting one for right now. Right now, off the top of your head, mm-hmm. if you had one portrait session, who would you pick? to photograph? Anyone. In, yeah, anyone. That's the oh yeah, no pressure. Yeah, you um, go first, so I'm, he's got I'm, time to I'm think.
2: Still, I'm still trying to find John. <laughs> yeah. I'd
0: probably have to be someone. Before you answer, I just want to point out that it's blatantly going to turn out that this guy's name isn't even John. <laughs> Shut <laughs> up, Dave. Good old Dave. <laughs> Sorry, go on. Um, So you've you got one person to photograph. If you could pick anyone in the world right now, <laughs>
1: Alive or dead
0: or anything. Anything you want. I mean, I'd probably recommend you photograph them while they're alive. It's easier to pose them. <laughs> um,
1: I've, I really, really like Al Pacino. I think yeah. he's he's full of character. He's mm. one of my favourite actors. And I think as he's got older, I don't know if you've ever seen any pictures of him in the press, he just seems so much more full of character. His hair seems everywhere. He just seems a really interesting person to photograph. And apart from that, you know, that the process of, of taking that person's portrait as well, getting to know them, getting to know their quirks, their personality. I'd just love to have a chat with him, Yeah, to be honest. I think it would be a really just cool Also the guy. interaction
2: side as well, you'd like yeah. from the experience. Absolutely, yeah.
0: Well, think- that's why I say like the portrait session not who would you wish yeah. you had a photo of in your portfolio yeah because i think that the interaction in that situation yeah. is as much it, a part absolutely. of it that's, that's, that's
1: half the fun of it absolutely well. and i think you know i could think of someone far more profound with with a little bit more time but um you know this is a guy who well, you don't uh, get no
0: time to get used to
1: it yeah but this is a guy who's got like i say he's, he's got a face full of um character and i imagine he's got some tremendous and stories. he's an actor and a fantastic photograph yeah. so, so go on then go on then
0: guy who doesn't know who John is
2: <laughs> I'm sorry John <laughs> by the next by the next podcast nah. I'll, I'll have found you I've got his business card somewhere um try to think I would I would like to photograph Christopher Nolan yeah personally he's he's, he's de- he deliberately doesn't have a lot of um spotlight in the press he doesn't want to be known uh, or have a I think it's a public persona I think yeah. he said that. He doesn't do a lot of interviews about his films. Mm. Um, so I, I would love to meet him and take his portrait, especially yeah. when I, I, I like the fact in a, a day and age where everyone's
0: shooting digital, he, he still shoots film and he's quite strict in the well, way. He mixes, he, doesn't he, as well? Like, one thing yeah. I've noticed with, sorry to go on a complete John. tangent here, yeah. but with Christopher Nolan is the aspect ratio changes throughout the films.
2: Yeah, and, 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 it, and, it, and it's not jarring. I don't no, think. no, not no, at, at all. It's, yeah. it's something
0: that had to be pointed out to yeah. me. That's yeah. incredible. Um,
2: and I think just, it's just the way he, the way his mindset works for composition, framing, uh, consideration, and dialogue, uh, I just think it's great, along with Tarantino and um, David Fincher. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just My consi- favourite director. Yeah. Yeah. Have you watched Mindhunter on a side note? Uh Jamila's
0: watching it. That's we really can't good. watch it at the same time. Oh, okay. Yeah. I have uh, to wait my turn. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but it's just the the way they consider shots. I mean, that's looking at them um inspired me in certain aspects of my photography cuz you take a still image and just of 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 the film and go you could put that up on a Well, I definitely recommend
0: frame. if you get the chance to check out Every Frame of Painting yeah, on YouTube yeah, so yeah, his yeah. David Fincher. Yeah.
2: Um, yeah for me would be Christopher Nolan
0: uh, as a, a runner Can I ask a question, though? Would you be, for both of you, actually, yeah. Would you, bearing in mind both of their experience with a camera, one in front, one behind, would you not be intimidated? Oh, gotcha.
1: T- terrifying. <laughs> but I think that's that's half of the enjoyment about yeah. it. I mean, I would put myself firmly in the hobbyist camp as opposed to, you know, if you look at that amateur hobbyist professional scale. Um, I think that's probably when... I've, I've achieved some of my best work actually is when I'm under a under a challenge. I set myself a challenge, or if yeah, if I'm intimidated by yeah. by the person that but if I'm you weren't photographing
2: I mean- if you weren't intimidated or excited by the challenge, then what's, what's the point? Absolutely, you know? yeah. Uh, but yeah, oh, definitely. I'll be chatting to them for about an hour before I even yeah. attempted to I just. He gets that There's camera a bit out. of silence.
0: He goes, So are you going to take a picture? And, and my hand <laughs>
2: would hover over which lens
0: I get. So, like, so which,
2: which done, focal length is you going it. for? Oh, I see. Yeah. <laughs> All
0: right,
1: like, I could just imagine it. I'll be like, And I've, I've had a selfie with you. I've done an autograph for you. Uh, we've chatted about your favourite film, A Devil's yeah, Advocate. I've, I've Skyped with the kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You've kids. You just we take totally lovely right? Yeah. I want to go home. All right. <laughs> Only for him to turn around your, and say, don't push my course, levels. Yeah, I Who I would be. photograph. Yeah, yeah.
0: For the longest time, I've said probably Chris Cornell because I, I think, I, I don't know because of the way that the world works, if he'll ever get the appreciation that I think he deserves. Um, so not to make this too personal or dark or anything, going back a number of years, I was in a very heavy depression and uh, lyrically, he changed my perspective on a lot of but he things. he also
2: suffers with depression, doesn't he? Oh, he's,
0: yeah, he killed himself. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so um, I think from that point of view, I would have loved to have had the chance, especially I would love to have had the chance to photograph him before mm. he passed away knowing what I know now and try my best to make him understand the effect that he's had on other people. Um, From a personal point of view, it would just be amazing. It would be like what you guys are talking Mm. about where he would be going, can you just send a picture? (laughs) Because I'd be there going, when you wrote this song. Um, So I'd probably say that, but I would actually say um, if I was to pick now, I would... Honestly, probably go for Trump. Really? Yeah. Why? Frank? Because I would be fascinated by the interpretation from other people of the way that I would photograph him.
2: Right. Well, he he. Well, the rumor is he's very selective over his.
0: Yeah, right. I'm not expecting. This is not my pitch. No, no, <laughs> well, no, no, no. I'm, I'm not expecting saying. he's going to be like. That dickhead in Basingstoke. <laughs> I like his Moxie that's getting in. But I, what you know how you were talking about the Canon Australia sort of exercise they did with the actor that they told different photographers what job yeah. he did or where he was from. I think I would just be fascinated to see the way that my picture would be interpreted. Mm. And this is really counterintuitive because I'd be photographing the president of the free world, and I'd be more interested in the way it was received rather than my interaction with him. Um. But I just, I think from a... It wouldn't be the ideal... For the way that I shoot, it would in no way be the ideal subject.
1: But I, I think it would probably be the most interesting. I think as well, with him being such a polarising character as well. Yeah. That interaction with him, to get... Oh, I'd, to I'd, get I'd own... have to go into hiding. Yeah. I'm... I'd probably have to after saying it Because <laughs> I think... One thing that I always find fascinating with him is you have the... um perception of others of him and what you're told to believe about him well, i want to say us, it for myself
2: well, a lot of us have informed opinions
1: yeah you, you have
2: an opinion on something because you've been told something by somebody else you've I, not been yeah. there yourself and done that and you can't yeah. do
1: that for everything because exactly. a lot of opinions we have uh, yeah. are informed and with a character uh, like that i'd like to get my own opinion yeah, yeah. more than anything which is because... which is hard to do with with press
2: whether you yeah. think he's an idiot or not absolutely it, it, everyone slanders him which is it doesn't help anything. Honestly. No, it
1: really doesn't. And, and that's why I say, you know, you, just because the press tells me he's this or this individual tells me he's that, I'd just yeah. like to know myself, actually. I mean, the other thing I would say is that probably not someone who I would
0: pick to have a portrait session with, but one of my biggest regrets is, and I don't really know how to reconcile this in a way that doesn't make me sound like a bad person, I wish I'd have photographed um, Jamila's mum because she went through two separate sort of stages of cancer, not stages because that's a technical term, but I mean, she went through two separate uh, time periods yeah. of pretty severe cancer. And whilst that's probably not the time you want to be photographed, I think that it changes everybody involved. And I don't really know how to recognize, I just wish I'd have photographed her when I had the yeah. chance.
2: But Why? Why?
0: <clears throat> I think because it's changed who I am as a person um, I was quite involved in how so you were doing that image so you could reflect on it more so than. do you know what? I, this is I honestly don't know yeah I, when you've when you've seen someone go from the picture of health and then you've seen them pass away and you've seen the hell they've gone through in the middle Something about me as a photographer just wishes I'd have documented yes. that horrible journey for I don't I don't know how to say this about sounding bad because I feel like it makes you sound like a bad person, but because I nothing has changed me or the people that I'm closest to more than watching that happen. Yeah. And it just feels like as a photographer, especially as a wedding photographer or as any kind of documentarian, you are trained to photograph the significant. And I just feel like I should have photographed it because it was Reg- so Regardless
2: of it's a positive or negative.
0: Yeah, and I don't know yeah. how to say that and yeah. not sound like a bad person, but that, that's something that, that bothers me quite a lot.
2: It's, it's true. Uh, I, I can see that. Because if you look at someone's, well, whatever timeline you take of an individual's life, there's going to be ups and downs.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. And sometimes the... the So where can people find you since we've completely shit on Instagram? What are your... (laughs) What what are your Instagrams? Like,
2: comment, subscribe.
0: uh, AJ Chelten, photography. Yep and you have a website ajcharton.com ajcharton.com
1: yeah I'm uh, on Instagram as well um, so lifelikephotography underscore UK uh, and I've got a, a website as well which is uk as well perfect well, thank, thank you guys
0: yeah. so much for doing this has yeah. yeah. been a, a good chat it's been good
1: thank you very much